Mike, I don't know what you look like anymore because I haven't seen this is the, I think this is the longest I have gone without seeing you in person. That's good. I, I know you're thrilled about it, but oh. it, it, it shakes me to my core. I'm like, this is my guy. This is my guy right here, and I don't even know who he is anymore. I don't even know who he is anymore. Yeah, it's, it's been a real bright side to all this. Um, you're an asshole. Mm-hmm. So, as of as of today, <coughs> excuse me, I'm still. I I think it's smart. I guess I'll start this off with a few things. I think it's smart during this time with the coronavirus that if you are working from home or have the ability to stay home, which if you can do either of those things, if you're listening and you're not doing those things, please, please, please stay home uh, if you can. If that's if for work reasons, if that's a possibility. Uh, if you can work from home and you're still going out, please stop going out. But anyways, um, I am trying to stick to like what my days would kind of be like anyway. Um, so like for my day job, it's hard for me. Like it's hard for me to work from home, but I am working from home. But I'm basically making myself do work during the hours of work and not like I'm going to go play video games right now. Like, I'm trying to force myself to still do work-related things during work hours, I guess. Um, And then, outside of that, stick to my other routine things that I've been doing. Like, I've been working out every day since the beginning of the year. So, I'm still doing that and forcing myself to do that. Um, So, I think those are, like, good, healthy habits to try to get into if, if you are able to stay home or work from home. You know, do those things. Get up in the morning and shower you know, get maybe, you know, maybe still put on cozy clothes like sweatpants and stuff because fucking I definitely am. But I'm still like brushing my teeth, getting a shower and like getting ready as if my day was normal and not just like bouncing. No, I'll, I'll eat it after. Thank you. Um, I think that's just an important uh, rhythm and routine to get into, especially because if you're doing like what I'm doing, I haven't, besides to like get groceries or go for a walk, I have not left my house since last thursday so going on eight eight days seven and a half days of quarantine math mm-hmm. um and Jen, jen's like over three weeks at this point so like all those little things like it, they're important to to do um with that being said mike i don't count my weigh-ins until monday so it doesn't count in my head right now but I'm at 39 pounds. I should be 40 pounds, hopefully by Monday. That's fucking kind of bonkers. Yeah. That's a that's a little weight. That's that's two of my cats. Yes, that's both of your cats. Well, no, no, no. Um, it's two of of one. Two of them. two of the larger cat. The larger cat. He stepped on my scale again, and it, it came in at 18 pounds. I was just like, Oof. fucking fat piece of shit. Where is he? Right so now? I'm like, he's on top of like, the cat tower right now. He's a fucking. Fat piece of shit. Boy, all this hostility, Mike. What did he do to you? Nothing, but he fought the other cat, and like you know, there's like tufts uh, of fur fuck. everywhere, and it's like, come on, okay. you're three times your weight. Like, relax. Okay, all right, I get it now. Now I understand the hostility. Um, so I'm like two point three or something. Your 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 big guy's weight. Mm. So picture two of those cats coming off of my body, Mike. Yeah, it's disgusting. I know. 
Uh, but it's it's kind of bonkers because I was nervous going into quarantine. I was like, I'm gonna stick to working out and stick to like my diet, but I've definitely stressed. I've definitely like stress eaten, stress ate, stress eaten. Mm. I don't know. I've definitely been stress eating food on certain days so far through all all this. So I was nervous I was gonna gain weight, but instead I'm able to to hopefully hit that forty mark, which is kind of bonkers to me. Um, I think I'm gonna now that now that I'm getting to the forty mark, which I thought was gonna be like a middle of the year goal. I think I'm going to push myself to go to 50ish and then cut it off. Like that's at that point I'll, I'll be I'll be too it'll be weird. I'll look like a weirdo. You have to get like special fit clothing. It'll be fun. Well, so because this past week, so this past week I've lost a few more pounds getting me closer to that 40 goal. But because I am not doing anything, I'm almost exclusively wearing sweatpants. So like I'm, I'm like I haven't put on my newer pairs of jeans that I've bought since I've lost weight. So basically since packs, I'm like if these don't fit me now, I'm gonna be so mad. Yeah. Well, do they? I don't. I haven't put them on. I have no idea. No, it's gonna be a surprise. My guess is they're gonna be belt situations at least, at the bare minimum. Um. But anyways, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Pass Control Podcast, a show where a couple of best friends. Talk about the latest in gaming and nerd culture. Sometimes we have guests. Sometimes we talk about Overwatch too much. Either way, we have a new episode for you each and every week. As always, I'm your host, Brennan Groom, and joining me on this lovely Saturday evening is the anime senpai himself, Mr. Michael Desir. Mike, how are you doing tonight? Yeah, I'm all right. Just okay? Mm. Last week, you were, like, amped up because we were doing this remotely. Yeah, I mean, it's still good, which is why I'm all right. But, you know, the novelty's gone. Okay, fair enough. So if you're if you're a long-time listener, you'll, you'll know that, you know, as of last episode, at least while we're doing, uh, at least while, while quarantine and coronavirus is around, we're going to be, like, I specifically, because of Jen's health. And I guess, also, Mike, I didn't, I like, wasn't considering this as much as I was before, but I have asthma. So, like, I also need to like be careful because like it's a respiratory thing so i could be just as fucked if yeah if so. i mean jen has like a way serious legitimate thing going on not that asthma isn't legitimate but like she has a big big deal problem so like she cannot get sick because it will you know be very very bad if not fatal mm-hmm. um but like i at least the times that i have had asthma attacks or have had like you know i've got pneumonia or whatever it's been pretty rough so I, I like thinking about it. I'm like, actually, if I get it, I might also end up pretty fucked. Um, but anyways, while this is all going on, we're going to continue to record remotely just because it's, it, you know, just one, one less interaction than that we got to have. And, and at least over here, we're very, very serious about social distancing. So we're trying our best to, to limit pretty much any interaction. Um, so... Yes, if episodes sound different, it's because we're doing this over the interwebs, which we normally do not do. Um, but I guess we'll we'll roll into well before we roll into some of the topics for the evening, Mike. Uh, this episode of the Pass Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty, but we'll talk more about that later. Uh, before we roll into what we're playing, though, Mike, what did you get for dinner? Because I I I'm on the outside here, and I want to live through you with this meal. 
Oh, uh, I just... Can I take a guess? What? Yeah, go ahead. Well, you said milkshake. Mm-hmm. So I'm assuming that it is either Five Guys. Go on. Or... I don't know. Now, now I feel like now I feel like maybe I've overstepped and maybe I don't actually know. Um, I, I'm gonna go with either a Five Guys or a McDonald's. Interesting, interesting. Okay, I like both of those guesses. And they're, they're both wrong. They're both wrong. Ooh, okay. Uh, can I get a third runner-up guess? Yeah, sure. Why not? Did you go with like Boston Burger Company? Uh, well, no. Okay. All right. I'm listening. What did you get? Uh, so I'm going to give you some backstory. Oh, I like backstory. Well, only because you, you kept guessing and I felt like you were owed this much. Yesterday, I did order from Boston Burger Company. But when I ordered, it wouldn't let me get a milkshake. So That's I was bullshit. like, I think I just ordered too late. Because like, okay. I was on DoorDash. They, t- and like, they, they turned the, the ice cream machines off like McDonald's? Yeah. I was on DoorDash and like it showed me the option to pick like, you know, free freak fraps or whatever and like i would click on it and it would be blank mm-hmm. and then i decided to go into uber eats to see what happened and then showed like all of them were sold out so it's like oh i can't get a milkshake whatever and then this morning i looked at it again just to see if it was like a an all-the-time thing or if it was just a late order type thing and it's like oh they have milkshakes now but i okay. wasn't gonna order boston burger company twice and i wasn't gonna order just a milkshake from boston burger company that's where my headspace was. Also, for like the last you know week or so, I was like, oh, you know what? I should order from the castle. That was in the back of my head. I should just order from uh, the castle. So today I ordered okay. from the castle, and I got a milkshake. Nice. I hope they put extra love in it. Uh, uh, there was something extra in it. I don't know what it was. Ho-ho. Uh, for listeners who are not local, or maybe if you are local and aren't aware, the castle is a local board game cafe in beverly which is the next town over uh they are friends of the show they were actually on the show i'm trying to find a list of uh i was trying to find it while once you said the castle here we go uh, no that's not the area uh they were on episode 81 so if you want to know more about the castle you can check out episode 81 of the past control podcast where both uh, it's a husband and wife that own it they were both on the show so you can check that out um yeah i mean it's it's a predicament for a lot of people for a lot of different reasons. Uh, Jen and I are not ordering takeout food from anywhere just because that's another step of chain of people that are touching things that we just need to limit. Um, so we're trying to like buy smartly when I get sent out to go to the grocery store. So... We're pretty stocked up. We don't really need much. Uh, the only things that I've kind of gone out for at this point are like, let me go see if, you know, not that we're at any points of being low on toilet paper. Like, we, we ha- I mean, I would feel comfortable if we were able to get another, like, thing of toilet paper. But, like, those are the only things I've gone out to look for briefly, basically. Besides, like, a few, like, oh, I'm going to go grab some meat at Trader Joe's or something just to kind of get that get that in the freezer um but yeah like i want to support you know so many local businesses that are being affected by us right now but for me personally that's just that's another level of risk that i can't we can't unfortunately do 
So I'm jealous. I'm definitely jealous of your ability to order out. Yeah, I've been doing that a lot. I've been doing it way too much. I yeah, you gotta go to go to. I'm telling you, Trader Joe's, Mike is. It's not even a question I, of like, you know, getting food. Cause like, I know if I get the food, I'm not gonna cook anything. It's like ah, yeah, but you can, yeah, but I mean, you can at least go get like some frozen stuff and like get like some frozen food that you can cook in the microwave if you don't feel like cooking cooking. Mm-hmm. Um. But I will say that, and Trader Joe's does have frozen stuff, but Trader Joe's, I think, has kind of like a, I mean, it is, for the most part, if not fully healthier type of food, or at least like like Whole Foods, where maybe they just don't buy certain types of products that have certain types of things. But regardless, I think because of that, like, veil over it, there are certain people that just won't shop there. So it has, the times that I've gone to Trader Joe's during this, it hasn't been that bad, because... I think it automatically pushes away a lot of people because of the type of store that it is. Mm. Um, but I will say that I did stop at the Stop and Shop. That you are you aware where where the Stop and Shop is? That's in between me and you. Yes, it's right by. I, um, there's a gas station in there too. Yes, yeah. yes. There's a gas station. It's like kind of near that McDonald's. Yes. Um, I went there one time during this and. Besides, like, if you were looking for paper products or, or cleaning products, food-wise, it seemed like they were in decent shape, at least the time that I happened to go there. And it didn't seem super busy, so that might actually not be a bad place to go if you need to get stuff. And it's also right next to your house, so. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So there is that. Uh, but I guess we should move right along into what what is uh, what has my boy Mikey been playing? Can we skip my part and just go to you talking about Animal Crossing? I mean, th- my worry is that the rest of this episode is going to end up being Animal Crossing. Mm-hmm. So before we get to Animal Crossing, <laughs> have you been playing anything other than Persona 5, I guess, is a better question. Uh, I turned on Overwatch for like a, a hot second just to try out the new character. That's about it. How? What did you think? I still haven't checked out. I haven't actually even watched the... Like, I haven't watched people playing as the character. Mm-hmm. So I, I am, like, kind of kind of new to the character at a whole, as a whole. What, uh, is it Echo is the name? Yes. And DPS character? Correct. What, uh, I mean, I guess give, like, a brief rundown of the character if you're able to. I, I wouldn't be able to, but. Uh, robot, um, it's got some interesting moves, um, she flies a little bit, and she shoots like a laser, and some sticky bombs, and some regular projectiles. Um, her ult is she copies another character, like someone on the enemy team, for like fifteen seconds, and just has that character's complete kit. Yes, and as of now, and it may change, a six hundred and fifty percent ult uh, charge. So if you play very well with her, you could probably rack up a couple ults as this copy of a character. Oh, wow. Okay. And do you have like let let's let's say so you get a you get to choose of their active players who you can copy? It's imagine it's imagine it's like being Anna and you choose who to nano boost. It's like your echo, you choose Oh, who you have to see them? You, yeah, you they're like in, in line sight. Of sight. Okay. Yeah. Now, if your team has the same character active, can you not copy the other one? Uh, not that I know of. 
I know you can't wow. copy somebody on your own team. It has to be the enemy team, and it has to be like a playable character. I don't think you can count. You can't copy like Bob or anything. That actually, I mean, I know that there's some other issues with Overwatch that are pushing me away right now. Uh, but that alt to me sounds like the things you could do with that are fucking insane. Like, yeah, the ways you could turn the fucking tides of a match. Like, I I, I don't I don't know what the like ultimate like comps are at the current moment and i know it keeps changing week to week because of the hero ban or whatever but having like let's just say like you're fucking rolling and killing fucking teams up as reaper i'm playing echo i copy their reaper and then we just have two reapers going fucking ham like that seems crazy that you could do stuff like that mm -hmm. i how long does her ult last is there a timer or 15 seconds 15 seconds, but you can be, you can't be killed in it, but you can be like knocked out of it. So you could be turned back into yourself. I don't remember what the, what actually does that to you, but you can't, it can be like interrupted in a way. I don't hate that. I think that's kind of interesting, actually. Um, I'm sure they'll tweak it now and tweak it in the future, but I, that is, that is like a very intriguing character to me. Uh, does her flight function, or I guess its flight function, like Farrah's, or no? Uh, no, it's almost like a... Like, she'll shoot up into the air and then kind of glide down. So it's like half Farrah's, um, whatever, shoots her in the sky, and then half, like, Mercy's uh, float. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, is it enough to pull you back in, or you were just checking it out? I was just checking it out. I might give it another shot when it's on xbox so i can like use a controller oh is it only in the P pc ptr right now it's in the ptr right now yeah interesting well that's cool um other than that just persona 5 yeah have you made any uh any strides there gotten any further i'm in i just started the sixth palace and that's the final palace if i'm correct no i'm so we talked about this once before, I think, in a car where I was like, oh, do you think there's seven palaces? Because it seems like each one's based off of a deadly sin. Oh, seven deadly sin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and even story-wise, it makes sense for like there to be at least one more palace after this. Yeah. Hmm. So. Interesting. Yeah. Now, uh, with Persona 5 Royal coming soon, I think mm -hmm. it's next week, actually. Do you have any interest in getting that and playing that? The only way mm -hmm. I could be interested in purchasing and playing that game is if if it worked like a new game plus type deal where like I could transfer over like stats or whatever from this game to that one. I hear that you can't do that. I don't I don't fully know the answer to that. I think the answer is no, but I will say from like some non-spoilery podcast that I've been listening to that they've been talking about playing there because they're uh, they're reviewing the game, so they've been playing it. Um, they said that I, I mean uh, Jason Schreier on Kotaku Split Screen, which is a great video game podcast. I would highly recommend it. Um, but they were basically saying that. Um, you, there's a, like, if you're, if you've played through Persona 5, there's enough 
new stuff and enough things that are changed, like from from a gameplay perspective, from a story perspective, like, like a bunch of new stuff in the game, uh, that it's like still satisfying to play, even if you've played through Persona Five. Mm. Um, I think he even went as far as to say is like he, like it feels like it's a justified amount of new stuff that makes it feel f- like fresh enough. Um, cause I think when he initially said he was playing it as like a preview, he was like, I doubt I see myself like finishing this game. And then a week later on the next episode, he was like, all right, I'm back in, like I'm beating this whole game. It's so good. Um, so, I mean, I, I don't know if that piqued your interest. I mean, it, it'd probably be a weird to like play it right after you finish vanilla persona five. Yeah. It depends on how I feel. Once I finish the game, and if I feel like, if I know I can't do, uh, I can't transfer anything, I might, I don't really see myself playing through the game again. It depends on really how, how the game actually functions if I were to do a second playthrough of the original game. Yeah, I'm not really sure. I am not really sure. I do need to get back on the Persona train. I'm just, uh... I've been trying to get through. I've honestly this this past week has not been easy. There have been moments where I've been like completely like emotionally exhausted from just what's going on in the world and it's it's like limited in how much I could be playing games at points where I'm just like I have no interest in like hopping on Xbox and playing Warzone with Todd. I have no interest in and you know this or that or or dealing with my playstation 5 or whatever playstation 5 what who am i mark cerny um but i will say this is what i was going to say earlier actually it's weird to me sitting back in the office right now playing playing i'm not playing anything recording the podcast with you because this past week i've barely spent time in the office where normally on a regular week i'm back here almost every night doing something um, I've been doing past the controller stuff with my laptop out in the dining room in like a, just a different room because we're already so isolated. I feel like working near Jen, she works in the living room. I work in the dining room. It's like less isolation. I don't know. Like I'm fine with being isolated. I clearly like I obviously there's like this isn't a good scenario and there's bad things happening, but like the idea of oh i can stay in and play video games is like appealing to me because that's what i would rather do with my time normally um but because of everything that's going on it's like i it, it's almost been not the opposite but it's been hard for me to kind of get into things at certain points because i'm just like just overwhelmed emotionally and at some points like it's affected me physically where i've been like like there was one night i was talking to Todd about this the other day on the phone there was one night where I was so stressed out and just like, you know, dealing with, with all this stuff, dealing with work, dealing with, you know, with Jen and dealing with, you know, just what's going on in the world <clears throat> with the coronavirus stuff. And I thought I was getting sick. I like, I didn't have a fever, thankfully, because I probably would have had a heart attack if I did. But I felt like garbage. My body was achy and sore. I felt like cold. So, like, I had sweatpants on, I had a sweatshirt on, and at, like, 10 o'clock one night, I was like, I, I'm just I'm going to go lay in bed. And I laid in bed with two blankets on, 
It's just like, what the fuck is happening? I woke up and I was fine, but it's just like, I like was so stressed out that it put me into like a horrible, horrible place. Um, so there have been days and nights where video games have been like off the table for me. Um, I'm at the end of Blood Roots and I'm in the process of writing up my reviews. So I'm finishing that up. Murder by Numbers, I'm at the end of the game. That's been Murder by Numbers has been like the one game I've been able to kind of consistently go back to this past week just because it's very, very low fucking traction and a lot of Picross. So like playing Picross is like a great, not like mind numbing, but like you're focused on trying to solve a, a number puzzle. So you have to like think a lot. So uh, it's been good to like focus my brain power on solving this puzzle instead of you know am i gonna die in real life Eh. makes sense Uh, somewhat i'll tell you what if animal crossing came out a week ago i think i'd be in a much healthier state of mind but now that it's here it's it's done wonders for my for my mentality let me tell you um but before we get into Animal Crossing, because I'm going to talk about Animal Crossing a lot, I'll mention that I started Watam, or Watam, however you pronounce it. I'm like, that game's fucking bonkers. Oh, that's right. You showed me that game, didn't you? Did you watch the trailer that I, I sent you? I did watch the trailer. I, I remember now. The one that was made by the guy that did... Uh... Katamari? Yeah, that's it. It's it it's crazy. Like, it's insanity. Like, it... I was playing it, and I, and admittedly, I had like you know, I had a couple of drinks that night too. And Jen was asleep on the couch, and I started. I was like, "Oh, I'll just throw it on, like see what it's all about." And I started playing it, and I was like, "It just, it gets absurd, and then it gets more absurd, and then it just continues to get more absurd." Uh, so we'll see how that plays out in the end. But I'll, I'll, I'll pick that back up at some point during the middle of the week. I'm sure, going into next week. But um. Before we get into Animal Crossing, which will be like the meatier thing towards the end of this episode that we'll talk about, um, it really quickly because I don't want to. Not I feel like there's not a lot to really talk about anyway on it. But did you watch the PlayStation Five? Not re- reveal because they still didn't show what the system looks like, but they kind of went in on, on a deep dive on like the the guts of the system. Mm-hmm. Did you watch it? Unfortunately. So I take that as you did not enjoy it. Uh, no, I did not. Uh, what what about it? Just the like the content, or uh, for me personally, though, like the the way that they decided to make it look was way too much cheese. Like it was just I don't know why. Like I I understand what they were trying to do. It was initially intended to be a GDC talk, so I understand that like this was not a talk that was meant for like the masses and the masses that are bored sitting at home, and the masses that are bored sitting at home during a pandemic, and the masses that are bored sitting at home during a pandemic, like a few days after Xbox revealed even more stuff because they continue to slowly reveal stuff. Uh, so I understand that there's people that are going to be mad about it regardless because of what type of thing it was, even though it wasn't really meant for that audience to begin with. Um, so like the, the technical stuff, I didn't... Like, I'm not mad that that's what it was about because I knew it was going to be about that. I just didn't. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to, like, sit here and bullshit anybody. I don't understand all of that. I'm not, like, I'm sure you didn't. Well, look, I'll say this much. The first, I don't know, 20 minutes of it might have been about, like, 
hey, you know, traditional hard drives, blah, 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 with this kind of SSD that we're using, blah, 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 blah. Like, bro, I, I know an SSD is faster than a traditional hard drive. You're, you're just belaboring this point. It's like, well, now we get to design games that can capitalize on the fact that the game will load faster. It's like, I, I know an SSD is fast. I've got an SSD in my computer. I've got several SSDs in my desktop because I understand that they load data faster. Yeah. And it was like, and I was like, forget it. And I think I had it on for like the rest of it, but I don't know if I was actually listening anymore. Yeah. I mean, I, I had it on the whole time. Towards the end, I was just kind of like tuning some of it out because it, it was a lot of technical stuff and a lot of it, like to me, like I don't develop games. I will eventually buy it at some point. I, I probably won't buy it day one, especially with the way the world is right now. I'm sure a lot of people are going to be, you know, re revisiting later in the year how they're going to spend their money. Um, but... You know, I'm not unless PlayStation comes out with like a fucking banger lineup of games that I look at and I'm like, I need to buy these day one. Like PS5 is not a day one purchase for me. Um, so I wasn't expecting like this presentation to sway me in any way. I was hoping to at least see the actual box. I'm kind of I'm kind of confused as to why they didn't do that. I feel like they could have probably put a lot of the people that were frustrated with the whole thing like at ease by at least showing the box yeah well i guess it may be a surprise yeah it was definitely split twitter during that because there were some people that were just roasting it and then there were some people that were like you know this is really cool playstation is so innovative mark Cerny is really great and you know i'm not saying that the ps5 won't be or isn't an innovative machine or doing cool things or whatever but I do think that that hour-long talk probably shouldn't have been marketed as, like, we're going to reveal all this cool stuff because it definitely wasn't meant for a mass audience viewing. At least not as, like, a touted as, like, a big reveal. Yeah. Um, like, it's definitely something, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it wasn't meant for, I mean, maybe it wasn't meant for, the for like, the, the people who want to get geeked out over tech stuff because... I mean, I I would put my fucking money where my marbles are and say it's definitely not a saying, but now I'm gonna say it from now on. I'm gonna put my money where my fucking marbles are and say that you like you are a pretty tech savvy person, and I feel like you care about tech and you keep your eye on tech and you own current tech. And if it was like felt like he was just droning on to you, then maybe it wasn't actually meant for that crowd. I don't know who it was meant for. I'm sure, someone got a I don't know some yeah wet their pants over it well we'll see we'll see i mean i it's we're a long way away where it's gonna feel like a long way away before we get to the end of the year if all these consoles even come out this year with everything that's going on um which kind of segues into the next topic which is i think i may have bought my last physical game this week mike that's it it's over I, I don't know. I like it. It sucks because I know I've said this on the podcast before. I know I've said it more than once in in outside of the podcast to you or to whoever. But like I love, especially with video. Like I'll be very brief because I know we've I've probably said this on the podcast before with music. 
with all of my media, obviously at some point, if you, you've been around, you've been, your media has been physical because that was the only option. Uh, but as years went by, as things progressed, as things went, you know, technology changed, I've converted music, no problem to digital. That's not even a question. The way music is, is no point. Um, I don't buy a lot of movies. The only movies I really ever bought physical anyway were like Marvel movies or Star Wars movies or, or something like that. Or like, oh, this movie's $5 on Black Friday and I never saw it. I'll, I'll watch it. Oh, but I'll never actually open it and watch it. But it was only $5. Um, and then books, I really don't. Books, I, I guess I'm still on physical media. But that's because a lot of the books that I do buy are art books. So like, I don't want that digital. I'd rather have like a nice art book. Like I'm looking at the shelf. I have started migrating some of my books into into the office. So like I got uh, the, the Art of Cuphead, which just came in this week. I got that on the shelf with a few other things. Like I'd rather look at it and feel the pages and look through that, you know, and enjoy that in a physical way. Um, but for video games, it's like never been a question. Obviously in the age that we're in, you know, a lot of indie games are out there and a lot of indie games don't get physical re releases or if they do they're not at day one or if they do they're later on the line with limited run or something like that or or you know there's a few other things like limited run that that do the same type of thing uh i like to like i like my collection of games that's like the one thing that i want to keep physical for as long as possible there are some things that are available both that i end up buying digital most of the time it's either on xbox because of game share or it's because oh it's actually much cheaper if i buy this digitally so i'm just gonna buy it digitally um i don't know where you stand on this though for for physical digital or where you're at in this current uh thing or if you've already made your decision and you're living with it uh in terms of what I guess all media in general or video games or you don't have a flag in any sand. You just buy whatever makes the most sense. Um, I like to think I buy whatever makes the most sense. So if it's cheap, okay. I'll buy it wherever it is. Um, typically, like movies, I feel like I actually make an effort to go to a store and then see if there's like a cheap version. Because if I, because at the end of the day, if for movies, mm -hmm. um, a lot of times, like, I can get it physical and I'll get a digital copy too. So then I get the best of both worlds. And, you know, if for a reason I decide to get rid of the physical copy, I at least know that I stole the digital copy. Mm -hmm. uh, games, I will buy physical, but I will also... Well, here's what I'll say. Games, I will buy digital on a whim. I will buy physical copies typically because I, I I knew I want to get the game and I'll go out and get the game. Yeah. Um, but I I'm not really opposed to getting it digital or physical. Digital just because it's like just simpler to deal with. Yeah. In terms of like oh I want to play this game but now I have to you know take this game out and put it in a case and take this game out mm -hmm. and put it back in the thing and then if I want to play a different game then it's the same motions and then books um i do own a number of books on like on my kindle or whatever but i'm not really going out to buy books that often yeah um so yeah i mean 
I think I think that kind of clearly puts us both where we're at in regards to physical versus digital. But for me, like the the last thing has always been video games, and especially like Nintendo games. Like Xbox, there's more wiggle room because there's the benefit of game share. So it like sometimes it's like okay, you know, Dom bought Red Dead Two and paid full price, but we both got it, and then I'll buy another game at full price, and he he gets it as well. So it like kind of makes sense for us to do that. Whereas with Switch, it's like it would actually make the most sense for me to go digital because it's a portable thing and I would have to change out games. But I like, I'm just a collector at heart and I want to collect my stuff. So when this all started happening and I've had Animal Crossing pre-ordered at Best Buy for like two years at this point, I was like, I don't have any other physical purchases lined up. I even debated canceling Animal Crossing physically and just di- downloading it digitally. I was like, do I really want to do that too? Uh, which I obviously didn't end up doing. But when I when I got my copy of Animal Crossing, I like looked at it and I was like, this is probably the last game that I'm going to buy physically. At least at least until, you know, this corona stuff is is over because like there's no point in me again like going out of my way to interact with potential health risks to pick up a game when I can purchase the same thing from my house without having to leave and do something that could compromise my Gen's health. Um, so I think like based on that alone, not only that actually, by the way, though, because this will kind of segue into the other thing I want to bring up is, uh, we're already hearing of things like, Final Fantasy VII is supposed to come out, I think, the first week of April. And there's already, like, rumblings that the physical version of that game is going to get delayed because of what's going on. So there's going to be, like, an almost surge. Like, every year, digital sales kind of start to creep and take a bigger percentage of the pie of what who's buying what physical versus digital. But I think because of this, this is going to push a lot of people you know, myself included, me, like someone who's who's like a, a fucking stalwart. Like I don't want to budge on video games. I want to have my physical copies because I like seeing my physical collection on the shelf. Um, it's going to like force me to, to do that. So if it's going to make someone like myself do that, I can only imagine that people who don't really care or didn't have a horse in the race or maybe they did care about physical collections are probably going to just start migrating and you're going to see like that change the landscape of of you know what publishers are doing what developers are doing and ultimately you know trickle down to what happens in stores and retailers because i can really see that this whole thing you know besides the fact that it's gonna halt up production on on physical stuff people probably don't want to leave their house during this time or shouldn't be leaving their house. So yeah, I don't know. What do you, what do you, what do you think on that? So I heard your cat meow, yep. which is fine. Mm-hmm. But the first time I heard the cat meow, I was like, is someone in Mike's house? Like, what was that? Cause it sounds like your cat's saying a word. No, she's just a whiny girl. It, it's not it, like, it kind of sounds like, like, hello. Yeah, I, I can hear that. <laughs> I think she used to do that. I used to think, like, is she saying hello? That's fucking amazing. Um, yeah, now I forget what your question was. Something about digital. Uh, well, I, I guess, 
do you think with just like the state of the world because of coronavirus like do you think that there's going to be this like pretty much big like i'm talking like a large percentage of people shifting to just digital video games uh yeah i think so um if it sticks you know once everyone gets like the okay like hey guys you can leave your houses go about your business um i don't know it might stick it might like we might just have like a big influx of people being like oh yeah i want to have this physically i don't i don't know if that's that'll be the case but it's possible i suppose um but in the meantime i think this is a kind of it's a nice transition for people who were in the spot to kind of take advantage of that like i'm sure there are people out there who would love to play a game like animal crossing whatever and live in a place with terrible internet so they can't really like sit around and download the game for two and a half days straight so yeah not great for them i guess i guess that's true i mean i i no matter what happens i don't think physical will ever fully die at least not with like major releases and stuff because again like you said there's going to be people that don't have the the access or don't have you know certain abilities so plus there's going to always be collectors so myself included um but it's i don't know it, it it's a dumb thing to be like emotional or sad or attached to but i mean i think it i think it just stems from i've like with video games in particular i've like video games have always been a part of my life since since before i was born uh so it's just for me to like that piece kind of knowing knowing full well that at some point i would eventually make the decision to transition to digital but being you know kind pretty much robbed of making the decision myself again it's this is stupid it's video games we're talking about fucking nonsense right now but like whatever i don't care i'm gonna be a little emotional about it uh to be like to have the choice i guess taken away from me is kind of weird i suppose um but I think it kind of just all adds up to what Animal Crossing is for me uh, and what it's going to end up being for a lot of people. And I think through this time, it's going to be a game that helps a lot of people. But but before we get directly into Animal Crossing, uh, this episode of the Pass Control Podcast is sponsored by our good friends at Goodnight Fatty. And I'll probably have to go out and say that now more than ever, a business like Goodnight Fatty, a local business owned by local individuals who are being affected by the real-world problems that are going on right now due to coronavirus, need your support if you're able to give it to them more than ever. Um, obviously, restaurants in Massachusetts have been affected by this because they're not allowed to have dining guests. I know they're not a restaurant, but it does affect them because there's obviously less people out doing stuff, but uh, they still have fatty drops which are they'll deliver to your house and they do have curbside pickup for most of their normal hours which are friday saturday and sunday um i know that some of their hours have been affected and i'm not up to date so i i'm not going to say anything like that but uh they if you're you know up to still ordering food out and doing stuff like that i know mike got good night fatty last night how how were their new items the 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 midnight chubbies after night what are they called 
they are called uh, good night. Good. I think they're either called good night chubbies or they're after after night chubbies. Hold on. Let me just open up this box here. I still have the wrapper. Uh, I'll probably uh, beat you on. I'll beat you on Instagram. Bed, bedtime, bedtime chubbies. chubbies. Uh, so they rolled out a new product, which is Bedtime Chubbies, which Chubbies are their morning offerings, which are little pockets full of eggs, meat, cheese, peppers, veggies, other things. Super delicious. They rolled out a nighttime version of those, and I'm assuming they're going to rotate what's inside them, I would imagine. I don't know. Maybe not. But last night, at least, they had a, what was it, like a steak bomb and like a mac and cheese one? Yeah. How are those, Mike? Uh, you know, they were good. I think you would like the... Uh... I think you'd like the mac and cheese one. If I'm not would. gonna. I'm not. You're not. You're I'm not the not guy that lie. eats those things anymore. So like. No, I, I, but but these are the type of thing where I'd be like, all right, I would like. I'd throw a cheat meal their way for this, mm. but just with what's going on, I can't do that until after this clears up. But uh, but yeah, I mean they're they're always innovating. They're always doing cool things. I mean they're they're definitely when this is all over, they're a destination place. If you're ever in Salem, I would highly recommend checking them out. They're you know the place is awesome. The nicest people that run it. It's the you know amazing staff that work for them, and it's it's delicious stuff. But obviously things are a little bit different right now. So if you are able to get takeout and want to get takeout, do that. You can buy gift cards to help support them during this time, or just head on over to at Goodnight Fatty and at Good Morning Fatty and give them a follow. Check out their goods and educate yourself on these tasty, tasty treats. Uh, but Mike, one final thought on on media being disrupted i guess during this time before we get into animal crossing and it kind of goes on to 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 what we talked about last week actually is we saw some things get delayed a lot of things getting delayed things still getting delayed because of what's going on like movie releases tv shows being filmed all these things but now we're also seeing a bunch of things change how they're being released. Uh, Birds of Prey got got pushed right into digital, right? Is that already out now? Uh, I think it's... Monday? I, yeah, I think it's later. I want to say it was the 24th. I can't remember. I saw a few dates for like a few different okay. things, so I can't remember which one's which. So there's like Birds of Prey is getting pushed to, to, to digital quick. Uh, I think Trolls which was supposed to be or was in theaters, got pushed right to digital. I think Trolls um, was going to have a theatrical release in like the next like couple of weeks, and that's going straight to digital. That's what happened yeah. with Trolls. There's a few movies from that same... Is it DreamWorks? There's a few movies from whoever that was that is putting them right to digital, aren't they? Uh, hold on. Let me remember exactly. So Birds of Prey, uh, Invisible Man, Emma... I believe are all going digital. Bloodshot is going to digital. Um, like we said, Trolls is instead of having a theatrical release is going straight to digital. Onward is going to be um, available to purchase like soon. It might be Monday, and then two weeks later it's going to be on Disney Plus. Yes, which was fucking huge. Um, and then I think Sonic was the other thing that got Sonic announced. Is going to be available for purchase at the end of the month i believe which of all of those things sonic is the one that's really reaping the benefits there because it did gangbusters in its run i'm sure it could have did a little bit more but with what's going on movie theaters everywhere are closing anyway um 
but they they I, I believe the final totals are saying that it it is now the best uh selling video, video game, game movie, movie in a theater yeah yeah which is kind of crazy i mean obviously you know detective pikachu which held that number before was a was a you know live action film on like a spin-off of pokemon um but Pokemon is a fucking big deal until, you know, for Sonic, which also, you know, Sonic is not a, not a big deal, but like for Sonic to, to outdo Poke, a Pokemon movie in the theaters, I think is, is actually kind of a big deal. Um, you'll definitely be seeing a, at least a trilogy out of that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I think that's, that that's a smart move for a lot of these. I know Onward is currently in movie theaters, right? Well, if they were still open, yes. Yes. So, like, Onward was getting decimated in the box office because the movie theaters are closing and are now closed anyway in a lot of places. So, I mean, it sucks, but it makes sense for them to pull that right away and start doing that. Do you think we're going to see this, like, other things that are scheduled to be coming out get pushed? Or do you think you're going to see more things hop into these digital stores? Um, I want to say it's a combination of factors. So, big titles like Black Widow and Bond and Fast and the Furious, they all got pushed because I figured they they believe they will all do a lot better in theaters. Like that's that's gonna get yeah. them more money. Um, smaller titles might just take their chances going straight to digital. Um, I don't. Depending on how long this lasts, it it depends on like the studio involved and what their options are in terms of releasing somewhere else. Like Disney, Disney's in a good position just because like you know they've got Disney Plus. They can probably spin it in a way to get people to sign up for Disney Plus or at least purchase movies. I think they would rather have a theatrical release, but with Onward doing doing so so even before this became a full blown pandemic. They were like, we'll just cut our losses and, you know, put it here. Um, I don't... I forget what else is, like, scheduled be coming out. And, um... Yeah, I haven't looked at, like, the release... Like, I haven't looked at future box office for things that are supposed to be coming out in the next few weeks to see what what will be affected by that. Um, But I'm I'm sure there are things that are going to get pulled, and I'm sure there are things that are going to just get pushed right to digital. Yeah, but these last, I mean, the movies, with the exception of Trolls, Trolls is the the only outlier right now that I can think of. Everything else is more like, you know, this was like our time. And I think that's part of the other thing, too, is it depends on studio scheduling, like what they, what else they had planned and if it affects other things. So, like, they probably, like, I'm going to use Fast and Furious as an example because it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. It might have been pushed back as far as it did just because like they it had, didn't line up with other things they had other things lined up that like if things go well they don't want to interrupt those things like all right the next available spot will be here so yeah. other things like if they can push it back they'll push it back but if it would interfere with another thing that they had going on then hold off on it and like with you know look at you you cry too much um <laughs> With, I will say with with this like whole thing, or I guess finish your thought first. Um, I was gonna mention just like 
with them being unable to finish production on certain films that might also like screw things up as well so like maybe something that's supposed to come out this time they didn't get to finish putting it together so we'll put this thing here instead assuming that we actually have the opportunity to put out a film yeah i uh i know we had talked about this kind of last week too but since we recorded last week's episode over the course of at some point um i had remember seeing a tweet from uh blessing adioye front of the show ever kind of funny used to be at okay beast uh has been on the show before um he tweeted something like i don't know how i would be able to handle if this was a year ago and you know instead of fast and the furious getting pushed a year Endgame got pushed a year and when i read that tweet i was like i would not be able to handle that either like i wouldn't know what to do with myself <laughs> could you yeah. imagine that would have been rough for a that honestly that legitimately would have felt like the world was like over yeah <laughs> as dumb one, as that sounds like that would have been real fucking hard to wait for that that actually would have been like i just don't know how the general public would have handled that in general it general. would have been hard like that that would be a scenario where like i wouldn't be surprised if they no because no, they couldn't. I was going to say, like, is there a way for them to make sense to, like, put it out digitally? Because no. there would be people legitimately being, like, like they were not happy about that. That would, <laughs> like turn, that. that would turn theaters to the beaches of Florida. I can guarantee you that. People were like, yeah, we're taking yeah. chances. We're going. I mean, honestly, it would have been hard for, if they were still showing it, it would have been hard for me to not go to that. Like, that would have been a thing where I would have been like, Mike, go to the movies watch the movie and like like facetime video it, chat with me while it's on it like, might honestly and i'm just constructing the scenario it might have turned into a thing where like hey listen we're gonna do this every single or like half of the theaters in our or half of the screens in our theater are gonna be playing endgame every other seat has to be empty we're gonna enforce it like this like they'll they will do their nah, best to make it quote unquote, that would not safe. have happened the way oh, man. the way Endgame actually ran, like I I think Disney would have tried to make it happen. I don't know. That would have been rough. There would have been like maybe there would have been like mass showings at like outdoor things where people especially could have, since like... uh, well yeah oh yeah I mean you know, maybe this is the the age of the drive-in theater coming back <laughs> Try, drive-ins coming back maybe I don't know. Um, but we are running out of time, and I definitely want to talk about Animal Crossing before right. we run out. Get to it. Um, I will briefly mention that the developers of The Messenger, which is one of my favorite games of all time, uh, Sabotage Studio in Canada, they, over the, the last few days, they revealed their next game, which is a prequel to The Messenger that is a JRPG. It looks fucking amazing. Check out Sea of Stars. Go look for uh, their website. Find them on you know Twitter, social media. Um, they have a Kickstarter, which I backed. And if you care about indie games, you care about this game or the Messenger or whatever, I would de- check it out and back it if you can. Um, but they funded it in like six hours, I think, Mike, and they already hit the first stretch goal too. Mm. Um, but it looks fucking phenomenal. I cannot wait for that game. Uh, it's gonna be gonna be super dope. They're friends of the show, Terry, who's the creative director on the Messenger and on this. Uh, he was on the show in the past, so definitely, definitely, definitely check that out. Sea of Stars, like, huge bump. I'll be mentioning that for sure in the weeks to come. Um, 
So the final thing that we'll wrap things up here with Mike is how can I convince you to buy Animal Crossing? Uh, I don't know. I mean, seeing everyone else play it hasn't changed my mind at all, so... Mm. But what if, now hear me out, what if I said something like, hey Mike, you could come with me to Joe's Island and Joe could be asleep in his house and me and you could just be running around catching bugs and fishing. It sounds an awful lot that time we played um, Grand Theft Auto and we went to Todd's house and Joe was asleep and I don't (laughs) know what happened. We were like looking through a telescope or something. I can promise you that unlike Grand Theft Auto, no one will be chasing us in a death car trying to kill us the whole time. Yeah, well, I mean, I kind of like the death car. All right, fair enough. Um, This is what I'll say about Animal Crossing. I'm I'm two days in at this point. I'll be playing it a lot more as soon as we finish recording this episode. I I'm embarrassed to say that I'm. It came out yesterday. I didn't get to play it probably yesterday. I didn't get to turn it on yesterday until maybe like twelve or one o'clock. Um, between that time until right before recording this episode, I've probably already put in about fifteen hours, Mike. Hmm. I like. There could not have been a more perfect, I mean, I don't know, Breath of the Wild 2 maybe, I don't know. But there couldn't have been a more perfect game to come out right now, simply because highly anticipated, there's going to be a lot to do, and it's a relaxing game, and I desperately need to get my mind off of what's going on in the world. So having this at my fingertips, everyone's playing it, it feels like, so there's just so much, so the the i did not buy it digitally so i didn't have it at midnight on thursday but i was up on my switch playing other games at the fucking stroke of midnight mike like clockwork i have never seen this many people sign on to switch at the same time they were just constantly online online and everyone's playing animal crossing everyone i'm talking like at one point i think the highest i've seen on my switch it was like 30 friends playing animal crossing and it's just like the only other time I've seen that many people on and that many people playing the same game was when Smash came out, and it was not 30 people. Um, I think we're at, like, we're in, we're, we're in the middle of an unprecedented time, so a game like Animal Crossing coming out now is great for a lot of people. And I, I think, like, I want to say, like, for me, it will undoubtedly be like a game that I consider for game of the year. It's not a perfect game, but there will definitely be a game that I consider for game of the year simply because it is going to almost single-handedly get me through the next few weeks, if not months of what the fuck is going on in the world. Um, Like I played it most of the night last night. I stayed up late. I woke up at like eight today to check my house renovations and played until like 11 made coffee, went out in the yard with Jen, sat out there, ate breakfast, you know, drank coffee, and went back inside, and I went right back on Animal Crossing for a few hours. Um, it's it's so good. And I, I'll say this, Mike. I'll say this. Mm-hmm. So far, zero cats on my island. Wow. I know I was talking all this talk, saying I was going to be the, the only cat island, and it may get to that point. We'll see. But... Uh, the way the game starts you off, 
I mean, it starts you off with two random villagers. And I'm not, like, the person that's going to, you know, keep resetting my game until I get villagers that I want. I'm just going to roll with what I got off the bat. I got Renee, who is a horse, I believe. And then I got Genji, who is a bunny, is fucking dope, and 100% staying when I start getting cats. Because uh, he's the man. He's also, his name is Genji, so. Yeah, it's done. of course. Yeah. The, the, I, I, I got that. In in most Animal Crossing games, if not all of them, I don't know if it happens in this one or not. Like villagers have like quips that well, the the villagers will have like usually like nicknames and or sayings that they always say. Like they'll end their sentences with like a certain word or like an or like whatever. Like they they always have for the most part like sayings or specific ways they talk. And at least in previous games, I I don't know if you can do it in this game or not yet. Um, sometimes they'll be like, oh, you know, what do you think of this? Like, should I say something else? And you get to change what they say. If Genji ever asks me that and it gives me enough characters, I'm 100% changing it to, I need healing. And he just ends his sentences with, I need healing. And it's perfect. I mean, how can you not? How could you not? Um, but that's one of the things I'm doing with Animal Crossing is... Like there's there's art like IGN has a huge wiki guide like there's there's guides and resources and assets out there if you want to like learn deeper things or like see hidden things or like do all this stuff and I'm like I am not looking at any of that because I don't want to it's not that I'm worried about things getting spoiled because I don't think there's much to get spoiled but I don't want like I I want to roll with how the game presents itself and I want to do things that way and not be like oh. Here's the quickest way to do all these things. I don't want to do all that. I kind of want to just play the game and enjoy it, especially because this is a game that I anticipate putting hundreds of hours into, and it's a game that I anticipate is going to, like, get me through this really bad time in our world. Um, Then there's the other aspect of it that people do, which is... So Animal Crossing runs on a real-life day-night cycle, so it matches up with your systems, your Switch's internal clock and date. So, like, you know, when I turn my game on right after this, it's 10.08 p.m. on the East Coast. It's going to be 10.08 p.m. on my island. It's going to match what's going on. Um, And there are certain things that are, like, tied to that. So, like, you know, if I'm I'm playing at night, there's going to be different things in the ocean that I can catch and different bugs that I can catch and different things might happen. Or if I'm playing during the winter, it's going to be snowing. So, you know, whatever. There's If I play during the Easter time, there's going to be timed events where, like, you know, special things happen and, and what whatnot. Um, so there are people that go in and manipulate their internal system clock to, to you know, fast forward time so they can get through things quicker and get to things quicker and open new, new things on their island. Like, if you... So... I'm already on to, like, when I wake up tomorrow morning, I'll have the second renovation of my house already done. Um, so when you when you get, a re- re- like, a renovation to your house and you pay it off, you're able to get another one. So when you take out a loan with Tom Nook to get another one, it doesn't go into effect until the following day. So, like, you have to, like, there's plenty of other things you can do, but, like, that specific thing will not be completed until the next actual day. Uh, so people are, like, skipping time to get through that stuff. And, like, 
I'm not gonna like judge you if that's how you play the game. Like play however you want. It doesn't matter. It's not a competitive game, so it doesn't matter. But uh, like I'm not gonna play that way because I just it's that it's not fun to me. I don't know. I don't know. It's just not fun. Um, but I'm like getting a little fucking not jealous, but like I'm like. Twitter's been going nuts with Animal Crossing. Everyone's inside playing Animal Crossing. And, you know, we're all quarantined, or most of us are quarantined anyway. Um, and I'm seeing people post, like, all these crazy things, and I'm like, yeah, like, you're getting all these likes and retweets and, you know, whatever. You look cool, but, like, you you don't you don't actually, like, you didn't, I don't know. You, you're, you're clearly, like, time traveling to get these things, and it's, I don't know. Like, I don't, it's, the game's not, that, that way to play the game wouldn't be fun to me. It would act, it would just kill the game for me. Oh. But at the same time, time travel. Dudes kind of want to look fresh. Cool. I don't know if the game says anything to you if you do it. Um, I think there have been other installments in the series where if the game caught you doing it, it would like bring attention to it. It would like say something to you about it. Um, so I don't know. I, again, people that want to do that have a good time, but I am not going to be playing with time travel. That's I want to live my island life and enjoy myself. But uh, the game, the game's fucking fantastic, Mike. I, I'm not going to sit here and and try to give you a sales pitch and try to make you play it or buy it. Um, but like, it, it's been a blast to play by myself. Um, you can you can choose to have your island open. So like, if my island's open. You know, whoever's on that's on my friends list can fucking swing on down. Um, so, like, earlier, you know, a bunch of us came over. You know, Todd and Joe were there. We are like, hanging out. Um, uh, Grayson stopped by for a little bit. Lily popped by. Uh, Jesse came by. Uh, Alex Van Aken from OK Beast. Like, a bunch of people at different points, you know, swung by. It was, it was, it was fun. It's cool because you just, like, run around, like, having a good time. Catching fish. You know what I mean? Uh, I want to quickly say this. Um, So I've heard people, and I think we talked about in the past, talk about like the ringtones on their phone. I'm Mm -hmm. talking about in real life ringtones. And I I was of the mind like, you know, it doesn't matter to me. Like I like having mine on because like I have different ringtones for different things. It it keeps me like, so then I could hear and be like, okay, I know it's this or I know it's that. Um, I think it might have been yesterday. Yesterday was really nice out, right? Say Saturday? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yesterday was nice out. Mm-hmm. So yesterday I decided to just go for a walk around. Wait, no, that might have been Thursday. I think yesterday was cold and rainy here. Mm. Whatever. But regardless, yeah. there, was a, there was a nice day, yes. It was a nice day, and I was like, you know what, I'm going to walk around. I haven't seen parts of this neighborhood. So I was like walking around. And for a good portion of that walk, my phone was making four distinct sounds Almost rapidly because at least I was a part of two, at least two separate Animal Crossing conversations that I never actually looked at. I just know that my <laughs> phone kept going off one after the other from like different things. And then like I had two other people just talking to me about nothing else. I mean, about something besides Animal Crossing, but my phone was legitimately blowing up. And I was like, the people, there's no one outside, but like there might have been a few people that could just hear my phone going. Psh, and me doing absolutely <laughs> nothing about it. I mean, I don't, I don't blame you. My goal during this time is to like slowly try to get Jen to play with me because I think it, it might work. It might happen. 
get her a switch light. Just just get her a switch light. Just get a switch I, light and then just trick her into using it. That is actually a good idea. But I did debate actually just buying her a switch light and uh buying her a copy of the game and being like, You're playing now. Um But yeah, no, it's it it's it's a good time. It's the game that I needed right now. I desperately needed this game to come out. Um I'm I'm looking forward to, to to sink in a lot more time into here. So I'm sure there are other ways to get villagers to come to your island. So like I have two. You start with two. I have Renee and I have Genji. Um But besides like you know, Blathers who runs the museum, who's on my island now because I have a museum. Like besides like people that show up because you get certain establishments or whatever. Like eventually Isabel will show up. Like those people will come for like because you're progressing in the game. Um, but to get other villagers, I don't. Again, I don't know if there's other ways to do it besides like getting amiibos. Um, you can buy tickets to go to like mystery islands, and mystery islands are basically like you go here. There's like things you can catch, bugs you can catch, fish you can catch, and there's fruit, and there's like just basically the types of resources that you need in the game that, you know, on a given day, you can go through everything on your island, and then you can't, like, if I pick all the fruit on my island in one day, there won't be fruit until tomorrow. So, you know, that goes for, like, other types of resources, like wood or whatever you might need. So if you need other things, you need to either go to a mystery island or go pillage someone else's island, uh, which is like, I, I practice Animal Crossing etiquette. I'm not gonna go to like one of my friends. Like I'm not gonna go to Joe's island and like chop down his trees and take his fruit. Even though Joe, I found out today, I so when Joe and Ta were at my island, when they left, came back to the game, I was like, I don't remember cutting these trees down. Like I'm like, why are these trees cut down? Well, I gave Joe and Todd the best friend fucking check mark, which means they're allowed to use their shovel and their fucking axe on my island. And I found out that Joe fucking chopped down trees. I'm like, Joe, those are fruit trees. What are you doing? Like, don't be coming here messing up my island. Uh, so Joe is losing that privilege today. Classic one day, Joe. one fucking day. Classic Joe. Um, he's on. He's on probation now. But, uh, yeah, that, that's, like, you don't go doing that type of stuff to someone's island. I don't think he meant to do it in, like, a malicious way. I think he was just dicking around or or he's still, like, this is his first Animal Crossing game. So, like, there's a lot of stuff that, like, he still needs to learn just about Animal Crossing. Um, but to, to basically but Todd definitely villagers, did it on purpose. I don't know if, see, Todd didn't say he did, but Joe did admit to it. So I don't know if Todd actually did or not. But I will say there was a majority of the time that we were on my island that Todd was just sleeping next to the fire. So I I doubt Todd did. But um, yeah, so one of the ways you can get villagers is you go to a mystery island and there'll be someone there walking around at least every time that I've done it so far. And you you can talk to them and coax them to move to your island. And I've probably done Mystery Islands like six times now. And no cats still, like, no cats. They want no part of you. I'm like, it's breaking my heart. I need a, I need at least a cat on my island fucking stat. Um, when can you so, use all those fucking cards you got? I think you, 
you you have to get to some sort of progression point in the game where that you get that option. I don't know when it is. And again, I'm like, I I could find the answer by looking at a wiki guide or something, but I'm I don't want to do that. I kind of want to like have things come to me as they do. Um, but the other little one of the like one of the new things to this game that is like I think makes this game fucking so so good is that uh if you watch the direct there was like the introduction of the nook phone which is like tom nook's like proprietary little phone he gives you i don't know if you remember that or not Hmm. so basically he gives you a phone has a bunch of apps you get more apps and there's like it allows you to do certain things and one of the things that's on there is like your nook miles tracker and it's basically like little little achievements that give you nook miles and nook miles you have like a separate store you can spend them on to buy like certain things, you know, get things shipped to your house for the next day. Like there's certain things you can do with Nook Miles that um, are great. And you don't like get a lot of Nook Miles from some of the achievements and things you can complete. But there's so many things to complete and do. And there's a lot of like smaller ones that you complete very often. So like it feels like it kind of added something to animal crossing that I think for a lot of people was lacking, which is, I feel like there's a, some people might think there's not a lot to do in animal crossing or not a lot of progression or not a lot of quick progression. And there still isn't, but I think the nook miles thing is like a supplement to that because you're constantly getting a small reward for doing the things you would be doing normally on the Island anyway. So I feel like it feeds into the mentality of, Oh, I am progressing. Oh, I am doing something. Oh, I am making progress. And I think that was like a a thing that maybe was a deterrent for a lot of people in Animal Crossing. So like Nook Miles, I'm obsessed with. I love them. I I think it's like one of the best additions to this game, to the franchise. Um and I hope that like, you know, for subsequent like entries in the in the franchise, they do some sort of similar progression type thing in this way because it's it's very fulfilling. Like I don't know. It's 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 great. It's All one right. of my favorite one of my favorite editions. Um, but I don't know. It's pretty much it's pretty much all I got on Animal Crossing for now. I'm looking. I'm I'm very excited to to dig more into it. Um, I'm I'm happy that. Well, I'm emotional over the fact that it's probably my last physical game at least for a long time. I'm happy that it's a good game like animal crossing that I'll cherish forever. And will honestly probably go down as like one of the, like my favorite games of all time, simply because it's going to help me through this time. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Um, it's pretty much all I got, Mike. I know Jen's waiting to watch a little women. So I think we're going to do that after this. Oh, it's two. It's like two hours and 15 minutes though. And it's already 10 20. I'm so I'm like, I'm not I'm not tired yet because I had extra coffee today, but And you're making your coffee at home, right? Uh so of all the things that I've had to cut out with quarantining, not going to Front Street gives me like great sadness. Cause uh let's see. I think either it might have been yesterday. Yesterday I think I ordered from uh, Little Depot, that place we went to that one time, like late at okay. night. I got and I was like, ah, I'm gonna get a coffee from there. 
So I got a nice coffee from there, and I used. So I bought. Oh yeah, you were there that time. I oh, bought. Oh yeah, yeah. How how was that? It was fine. No, I was gonna say I bought um, that cinnamon toast crunch creamer that was still in my fridge. I was like, oh, you know, what? you know, give me that with some room to put creamer in, so I could put that in. But now nah, I kind of want another coffee that I can put that creamer in, but it has to be iced. So I have to figure out what I'm gonna do for iced coffees for the time being. I think I can still go to A and J King. I think I can probably uh, swing by there. Well, I mean, there are. I think I think Jaho is still open. You just have to probably, you know, you can't. You just have to like get it, get it to and take it with you. Yeah. Um, Front Street is still open as of right now. I believe from like seven to noon. I think. Um, so like, there are definitely still options. Um, for me, it's like it's like devastating. Like that's like the thing I miss the most is like not going to get an iced coffee in the morning. Like it's it's. It's weird, but I've been just either brewing a pot of coffee at home um, or on the grocery runs that I've been on. Uh, if you if you like are looking for a substitute for iced coffee in particular, Mike, mm-hmm. there are like some decent like like a I don't know what the ounce size of it is, but there are some decent like jugs or whatever i mean i i don't know there maybe they're a gallon i don't know what like the same size as like an orange juice or something in your fridge yeah um but there are decent brands of iced coffee that you can get at like target or other supermarket that for me are at least like filling that void a little bit um so i i would look into like some of those brands i know uh stok stock we've enjoyed some of theirs uh the one we have right now is khalifa and that one's pretty good, um, but the one I have is a mocha latte, so it's like it's espresso, chocolate, and almond milk. And I'm like, all right, this is great. And they're not all with almond milk. Like if you want stuff with regular milk, you can get that too. But uh, I would I would look into those. You just throw them in your fridge, and you know, bing bang boom, you got it. Um, I might end up getting some sort of funky creamer at some point, just because you know whatever. I bought Jenna a bag of, bag of Oreos last grocery run just because. You know, if we're going to be cooped up during this like this, you know, she can have a little, I mean, she can eat whatever she wants, but I know that she is also with me in eating clean. So Oreos doesn't really fall in that, that rubric, but I, f- I felt like, you know, surprising her with that. And she, she is enjoying the Oreos from time to time. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Mike, that pretty much wraps it up for this week's episode, episode uh, 189. All right. Uh, if you are Jesus, I apparently don't know how to end the show now. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the podcast, episode one eighty nine. If you're a friend of the show, you're a fan of the show, you want to help support the show. The easiest way to do that, and the freest way to do that, is to share us on social media and leave us a five star review on iTunes. Uh, even if you don't listen on Apple, it is a big, big deal for us if you can leave us a review on Apple very very beneficial and if you share us during this time it's probably like crazy beneficial because there are a lot of people with a lot of time to fill and they can't leave their houses so push them our way you know hopefully they find some enjoyment in these episodes hopefully you find some enjoyment in these episodes or i don't know why you're listening to it um but it was the freest way to do it if you want to help support us uh with some money you can do that by going to patreon.com slash pass the controller becoming a patron or going to threadless pass controller.threadless.com and getting yourself a shirt, sweatshirt, or some other swag to rep your pride for us in the streets. Well, I guess in your homes right now. Please don't go in the streets. Um, as always, you can find all of our content 
at PassController.io, on Twitter and on Instagram at PassController, and on Twitch at twitch.tv slash PassController. If you want to uh, find myself, you can find me at Groom. If you want to find Mike, you can find him at underscore Michael Prath. Join us on Discord. Keep the conversation going with us and our fans. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty much all I got. Uh, I put up a review for a preview for Disc Room this past week and an article about if you, you know, if you're not typically a gamer, which then you probably aren't listening to the show, but if you have people in your life that aren't typically gamers and they're finding themselves in this time with no sports, no outside, and no other things to do, you know, I put a few helpful ways that, you know, people who are in that situation that might not typically be gamers, how they can get invested in gaming and nerd culture. Uh, so check out that, share that so people who aren't gamers can check that out. And uh, yeah, that's pretty much that's all I got. Until next time, thank you for listening to this week's episode, episode 189.